There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Ox is off. Tim, find it. Ox is off. Watch the news at night. There's too much stuff that's making us cry. It's good. Now, starting another work week, I guess. Why we play this? You think people are down because it's Monday morning? I think typically, yeah. You don't get down to come in on Monday morning, do you? No. No. If we had real every, jobs, we had every, some responsibility or something, it'd be different. That's true. Um, and also, every day is the same. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, nice. Friday, it's all the same. Oh, what up, nice. Tim? Sorry, Ox is off there. How, how long How long uh, was I? I, I 45 like seconds, I, maybe. 45 seconds? Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I apologize. All good. I went inside. Doug, I used the little wizards. Did you really? Talk, uh, talk to my boys. Uh, and I brought out what the ladies in St. Louis clamor to YouTube for. Look at the size of this thing I'm going to put in my mouth. What is, what is that? Mm. Banana? Mm. I like that curve. Mm. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine yeah. having a natural curve like that? That would be horrible. Uh, was it Evan Stone who had that curve? Am I right on that? I Evan was, Stone had was, that curve? It was Bill Clinton. The like a fish. <laughs> Didn't his go to the left? Like a fish hook? No, like I don't mind to go to the left or right, but this one, like if it like fish hooked up, oh, the angles you're able to. LBJ. <laughs> LBJ called his jumbo. That's right. Oh. Brother. We'll talk uh, presidential weens coming up in the 9 o'clock hour here in the appliance discounters 8 o'clock hour. We welcome our friends to gather around the hearth uh, and uh, text into the program 314-881-TMA5 or call in 636-9004-TMA. It's the appliance discounters 8 o'clock hour. If you are in the market for an appliance, look no further than the appliance discounters and their 80,000 square foot warehouse full of GE Appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com where prices have been adjusted to beat the entire competition. Uh, Doug, you go there and uh, just for fun, you shop for ranges. Oh, I absolutely I do. And all other appliances. Every appliance right. in my kitchen I got there. Every one of them. Yep. I did. And you're and uh, it's the best. The five locations of the St. Louis area, John and Denise Bradley. Uh, contact me if you would like an introduction. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I'll be more than happy to do that. They have five locations in the St. Louis area. They are our 8 o'clock hour sponsor. I just got a dishwasher from them earlier this year. TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. Uh, Michelob Ultra is the sponsor of our studios and also the upcoming, and we're just a little more than a month away, wow. from... The Michelob Ultra J. Randolph Jr. Fan play Page Club Championship. And, Doug, I am currently a 4.9, and it could go up even higher oh. before I head back to St. Louis. I am not negotiating the Hawk very well, and that has led to some very big numbers. You have been looking at my gin. Haven't. Uh, what have you seen? Well, I, I haven't seen any of it. I have not what? been looking at your gin or your grint or your swing plane or nothing. I've been watching nothing, so I don't I know. Played what three it, what... rounds at Abaco, which is right across the street from uh, Roger Dean Stadium. Oh, how and was I've that got an 80, 83, 84, 84, just real problems out there, and uh, and my my index is skyrocketing. But maybe that's why I'm getting all these member guest invites because mm. people see me as a as a value, like I saw Sam Burns as a value this week. Uh, Doug, your thoughts? 
Yeah, I saw Sam Burns as a big value this week, too. Even though nice. I, I don't think I've ever watched Sam Burns play at all. <laughs> but nonetheless, the value was there. And anyone could see that, even if you couldn't see him. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, that, uh, that Abaco course, is that a decent course? I've seen it a thousand times. I really, do, I have to tell you, I really do like it. You know who I'm, I'm playing today, and guess who I'm playing? Well, one of the names the cat would love to drop. Initials. Pete Prinzi. Oh, oh Pete I'm sorry. Prinzi. I should oh. Have, ah, you might have gotten it, too. Yeah. Pete Prinzi. <laughs> Pete Prinzi. I'm okay. playing with Pete Prinzi. Uh, lives in, uh, he lives in Abaco, actually, not the golf course. It's a neighborhood. And, uh, but the golf course is named that as well. And uh, the former Cardinal strength and conditioning coach. So I'm playing with him today, and I just like to break 80. The bar is so low. The index is going up. And, uh, but I guess that'll make me lethal. And I mean lethal for the Jay Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship presented by Michelob Ultra, which will take place on Sunday, April 30th at Gateway National. If you have not entered for one of the, I think we have seven spots left, go to the fan page and uh, in that thread, make sure you uh, let us know you're interested and we will probably draw coming up here in the next week or two. And then we'll set the brackets and I think that is going to be carried uh, live on the live pregame show on CW. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be big. Since big, it's named after Jay, big. the trophy should have a foot on there somewhere, shouldn't it? <laughs> I think it should I just you had be a navy a foot. jacket. <laughs> Well, I'll find Chris another. Heck has. I'll find another old sport coat that we can give to the winner. And but it, I would just nice. like him to see receive a, a trophy, the Jay Randolph Jr. Foot Trophy. Maybe a you know a, a golf shoe with a ball next to it, so it can be a foot wedge or a foot fetish thing. Oh, nice. Well, we do still have, I think, a six pack or two six pack of the Budweiser AB Jay Randolph. Maybe one of those could go you know, to the winner. It's I, I, a I nice know. idea, Plowock. I, I, I think it's named after him. And it doesn't matter how well you think your game is or, uh, to Tim's point, his index is going up. It's all about those brackets and how many forfeits you can get in there. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the key to If you're lucky <laughs> enough, you can win the whole darn thing and never play around. <laughs> you're in the championship without busting mm-hmm. out a driver yet. That, that yeah. would be great. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got KG in Town says, I got a foot we can use. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he has a foot he can screw onto a trophy? Why don't we do a foot mold? Or somebody could do paper mache foot. Like, you know, you uh, Jennings always said Julie Bowen had the best feet in oh. the game. Maybe she would be kind enough to model for our trophy for the Michelob Ultra Jennings Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. Yeah. I came up with an idea. What's the idea? So, what do we have? Lisa Ann is our great friend of the show. She also mm-hmm. has connections with... You know, they mold your butt or your, what is it you mold your foot? Your, We're talking about feet here. No, I know, I know, I know. But you, you stay with me, Doug. So, like, they like girls mold their. It's a flashlight, yes. Well, yeah, but she has a mold connection. Maybe Lisa wouldn't mind molding one of her feet and sending it over as a nice little trophy as well. Yes, that'd be sweet. Wow, what a gesture. What a gesture. Now you're talking about spending money, though, on a mold and everything. I'm yeah. talking about just some shoe store, throw out a mannequin foot that we could get and screw it onto a trophy. <laughs> okay, that sounds too Hoosier. Even for us, it just... <laughs> Look who we are! <laughs> Did you give a mannequin foot? Yeah. Could you imagine that picture? Mm. <laughs> Somebody putting on an oversized sport coat, holding a foot. <laughs> Wouldn't that be perfect? <laughs> I think it would be. Put that on the Christmas card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, just to be clear, we're discussing making foot flashlights right now. Thanks. That's from Wolf Boy. Yeah. I meant just like a mold of a foot. I, I, I thought it would maybe look a little better and have more sentimental value. But than... now you're talking money. Yeah, again, and we're putting all this on Lisa Ann, who doesn't even know about this yet. So, But I just thought it was a thought to have a mold connection. It would be nice. Maybe they have those uh, already. Yeah, maybe maybe they're they're out there for us. Either way, sign up for it. Go to TMA fan page on Facebook. Uh, sign up, and uh, there is a thread where you can just say, "Hey, I am interested in playing." We will have a drawing for the final seven spots. I believe it is seven spots. Fifty-seven are already taken. Seven spots, and then we will have an alternate list, and then we will uh, have the brackets. And uh, Chris Heck, who I really think, I really think this guy. Is a, is a heavy favorite to defend, become the first ever Fan Page Club Championship uh, winner to defend his title. I think his game is moving in the right direction, Doug. And I'm, it's fun to see because I think he's got to be thinking Corn Ferry at this point. And uh, that would make uh, the first professional golfer 
uh, to ever win the Fan Page Club Championship, and that's going to be fun for us to kind of have our own horse out there. It pretty much takes a pro to win this thing because most of the players are so darn good. Well, he's going to be a back-to-back champ. I can already tell you that much right now. Well, we don't know for sure. He might forfeit. That's the only way he won't, I assure you. He is going to be back-to-back. What he does at Gateway is... Even if he plays a 20 handicapper we, who has a day when, of his life? When me and Heck play, we were playing probably 25-mile-an-hour gust on hole one in your face. That's right. I remember that, about Pollock. what? I mean, 25 yards, 30 yards? He, he, was, he was within 50 yards of the it's green, and, that, and considering that win, that was, that was ridiculous. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, where is the first round played? It's at Gateway National. Mr. Licks, I wonder if Mr. Licks would get in the field. Yeah. Wow. I don't think he'd play a public course, would he? Oh, he definitely would never be showing his face. <laughs> I don't think he's on the fan page, is he? You have to be on the uh, fan no page. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. You do? You have to be on the fan page to play in this thing? Yeah, unless you're grandfathered yes. in. It's called the Fan Page Club Championship. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs, and the sponsor of our studios and the Jay Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. Also, the Dotem and uh, the station will be announcing, Hubbard Radio will be announcing details on the Dotem here within the next few weeks. Lisa Ann will be returning. It will be a pony, and uh, we are looking forward to the announcement on that. Make sure that you are ready to go, because if I'm not mistaken, it's sold out in three minutes last year so you'll want to be loaded for bear when the details come out for that guys i have a green jacket ken just left out on your old places patio for whoever wanted it that after three years no longer smells like salem's and paola fish mm. now to be quite honest it probably will not fit 85 percent of the tournament field so you may want to purchase a golden corral gift card as a backup plan that's from hall of famer carlos spicy Wiener. okay what does that say about spicy Wiener though that he came he came and got it I just left it on the patio, said whoever wants it, and he drove up and got it. Did he really? It's yes. like a game-worn jersey, though. That's like John Morant saying, sure hey, is. I let, just left my uh, jersey at the Hampton Inn pool. I'm sure Jackson would be like, all right, I'm down. How long does it take for the Salem smell to get out of an article of clothing? Why I cut a stray there? I never wore the thing. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't even mine. <laughs> some people would like that. That's some old thing I think Swope gave us. It never even went to my house. Oh, it was a Buck Swope gift? And it never even went to my house. I think it was just sitting in the studio, and I said, here, come get it. You know, Swope actually wears, like, those jackets all the time. Sure he does. I didn't know that. I've seen him at Slough Games a couple times, and he's been in that really nice blue. I wouldn't say it's a royal or navy. It's not even a powder. It's kind of in between. Yeah. But yeah, uh, guys, breaking news. Iggy will not be playing in this year's Fan Page Club Championship because he is not on the fan wow. page. Iggy, before oh. you say it, we don't want to hear any of this grandfathered-in crap. That's from the thumb out of water, and he wants Iggy out of the Fan Page Club Championship. That's a nugget. No, if you want me out, I'll be out. No, 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 no. That was quick. Just like that, you'll bow out? Hey, Doug, he just WD'd. No, no, no. We got to have you in there, Iggy. You can't. Important guy like that, if he wants me out, I'm out. Oh, screw that. This kind of sounds like you're pouting a little bit. I'm not pouting. I mean, Guy gets to play every year. Is he on the fan He's page? grandfathered in. So if you were ever on the fan page, you're in. He's a no, member of no, the show, G- G- which past is. Champ- past champion. Right. If you're a member of the show of which the fan page is dedicated to, I think you get in. Yeah, you're a member of the page. I mean, Doug, you're on there, but when was the last time you posted except asked how you could work your Apple TV to watch a soccer game. Yeah, Posted a picture of Someone me looking like a goofball. Yeah. Doug joined the fan page for, like, tech support. It's just <laughs> a troll <laughs> game. It worked like a charm. And you'll use it when you go on your trip because I think just to F with some people, you'll wait till you get to Monte Carlo and ask somebody, is there a good restaurant anywhere near here? I want to. Did any suggestions in Monte Carlo? <laughs> well, when the fan page club championship started... That was after the Vestal page, right? This is like the beginning of the the, the current page. Wait, the fan what? page club champion, Doug, because you guys covered it 16? in 2017, never covered right? It. Never, 2017? never covered it, no. I can't remember what year. Jennings won it in 2017. He was the first winner, I believe. Was he? I'm virtually certain, yeah. And I was wondering when you created the what we have now. I didn't know. Well, uh, much like KFNS, I tried to acquire that fan page. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, and I was not able to get it to the closing table. 
and so created a different fan page, and uh, and that is the one that we have now. And Doug, was that 2016? Was that May of 2016? I don't know the years, Tim. So that's why Guy is it because I don't think there was a requirement because the fan page was so new at the time, breaking off from its original owner, um, who again you couldn't you know come to a deal with. Um, so yeah, that's why Guy is in there because we didn't have to have be on the fan page when he ended up winning it in I think twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, whatever. Mr. Licks is offering a challenge here, and this is breaking news. I will sign up if the Warson Woods Wacko signs up too, and we can match up in the first round. Loser cannot call in the rest of the year. That's from Mr. Licks putting an offer on the table, Doug. Mm, that's an easy yes. Well, how often do they call in as it is? Orson Woods Wacko doesn't really call in all that often. No. He texts in. Mr. Licks calls in, I don't know, about once a week or so. Okay. Well, I guess both sides would have to agree to that, right? Yeah, and anonymity is out the window now at that point. That's right, and that is, of course, in, invaluable. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Ken. Uh, I couldn't believe how much I would miss hijackings containing stories we've already heard 10 times until Plowsy had daily 20-minute terrible hot take rants last week. Please save us from that this week. Glad you're but better, buddy. That's from Beer Cats, the Milagro Tequila oh. Lister of the Month in January. What wow. a sentiment from Beer Cats. Olive Branch. Thanks, buddy. I don't I don't <laughs> doubt that Plowsy had bad takes. Oh, I did. <laughs> Why would you say that to him? I just said it right to him. I doubt he would have bad takes. Okay. Oh, you should have heard him. Though. What do you want me to he say, dude? good takes, they're hot pr- takes, they're nice pretty rough. takes. But you got to get the audience really pissed. Look, yeah. it takes a take. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> some people like them, some people don't. Yeah. That's like a front and back shirt. It takes a it take, take it on the back. Take. And some people like them, some people don't. Well, uh, guys, I still can't get accepted to the fan page. That's from Jeff with two Fs. <sighs> Doug, once again, it is a conspiracy mm-hmm. to keep people out of the page, and, and we just sit around and decide who is in and who is out. Some people would think that that's not real, but it actually is. We decide who is in the fan page and who is not. Um, hey, I deep tease this, and I want to make sure I deliver on the tease. So I'm watching that San Diego State um, Creighton game yesterday, and... Uh, the foul called at the end, I thought was terrible. I just, I just thought it was ridiculous, and it wasn't necessarily to call it at that time, as as Jay Wright said in the post game show, they hadn't been calling it throughout the game. But I would understand them not calling it throughout the game. But then they call it in that moment. Um, they get done with the game. San Diego State wins hit hit one of the two free throws and that holds up and then they go to the the studio show and you have greg gumbel um you have jay wright you have clark kellogg and you have charles barkley and kenny the jet and the focal point of the postgame show for the first approximately five minutes is on the hail mary pass that creighton threw from one end of the floor to the other end of the floor that they looked at and then wound up using a stopwatch to time and say the game was over because the clock operator didn't start the clock when the ball was initially touched. And so they used an old handheld stopwatch to time it and say the ball was out of bounds, the game was over, and they spent five minutes on that. And to me, that would be the absolute definition of burying the lead. I would imagine the vast majority of the people who were tuning into that postgame show wanted to hear their opinions not on that play, and should there have been three-tenths of a second left for something that's going to happen one in a billion times, which is Creighton being able to literally just touch the ball with a fingertip and somehow being able to score, if it was even their ball anyway. It was the opinions of the studio hosts and Gene Steratore, who is their officiating analysis uh, analyst, on that foul being called. And here is what Charles Barkley had to say after the five minutes were spent on debating the Hail Mary and was it out of bounds. All right, hit the labor plows. That happened to be two-tenths of a second, which we dissect now so clearly, right. that he could have been two-tenths hey, of a second. Coach, forget late. what those guys asked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's well, an official. He's not a coach. <laughs> well, he's an official. Don't Talk do that to him. Hey, we're we not going to them worry about .2 seconds. What about the foul call? Listen, we can sit and dissect a bunch of plays every day, Charles, and, and, and throughout every game. And we do. Everybody does. Uh, 
you have to, it's an angle play. We can see the official that's inbounding on this play, the trail official. He'll step down, he's taking the basketball. It's his primary, he's creating an angle for himself. And as he followed that play in, he's the one who posts the foul. In his opinion, he felt like that left hand had displaced that shooter to a place that affected his shot. That's his judgment. That's why he's in this game. That's the decision that he made based on the angle that he had. And it was a right and call. And then we can contemplate yeah, that. But it was a you right call. You can say it's not big yeah. enough because in this game we're yeah, supposed no, to no. swallow the whistle. We can Airborne have those shooter. conversations yeah. for the rest of the week and the on into in next air, week. It doesn't take much contact to create right. a foul. I don't buy it. I don't buy that that was a correct call. Charles Barkley went on to say after that edit that he uh, he disagreed with the call and he didn't like it. Clark Kellogg uh, was very uh, outspoken in, on that post-game show. Uh, I don't know necessarily why, but he was. Uh, anytime it got brought up that it was a foul, that it was a foul. This leads me to, and then we'll go back to the foul, but Charles Barkley, they did a feature on him. Nice timing on the part of CBS. Not coincidental, of course, following Final Four games or games that send teams to the Final Four uh, that they time it out to have Charles Barkley on 60 Minutes uh, feature on him. And uh, here is a clip which I think explains one of the reasons why he is so beloved. Charles Barkley is an NBA Hall of Famer who, in retirement... Yeah, I only think that because they suck. <laughs> ...ended up rebounding into a job that has made him one of the most successful and colorful sports analysts ever. Yes, ever. Why do you suppose people want to listen to you? I think they know that I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be fair. I don't have a hidden agenda. Not many people on TV that you can say that about. There you go. Yeah, that's probably and right. And, and right there, I would say that sums it up. And and I and I had already seen that clip from the upcoming sixty minutes, and it wound up airing last night. But I had already seen that clip, and I'm like, God, is he saying that? I'm like, Yeah, you know what? He's right. He's right about that. And then, sure enough, as I'm sitting there watching San Diego State Creighton, and I could not believe, I could not believe how much time they spent on 1.2 seconds and the Hail Mary and whether the game should have been over and the ball was tipped, when in a best-case scenario from the Creighton standpoint, or if you just wanted to see a potential miracle, there were going to be three-tenths of a second left for Creighton to have the ball, and they spent five minutes on that, when the obvious lead story is whether that was a foul that wound up giving San Diego State the opportunity to hit a free throw to go to the Final Four after a defensive battle. And it was such a bad, from my standpoint, job producing slash hosting that show to not be talking about the story. And there's Charles Barkley basically sitting there silent while they debate what college basketball, I'm sure, would much rather have them debate. This thing that is is the, the background story because talking about officiating is not anything anybody wants to, if you're associated with the sport, want to discuss. And then Barkley goes, forget what they're asking you. Let's talk about what everybody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And that is, did you, did you think it was a foul? And then the guy who is there to talk about the officiating goes, well, we can analyze any call anytime. Well, give your opinion. That's why you're there. At least Barkley gives his opinion and you know he does, he's not in anybody's pocket. He's going to tell you what he thinks. And I think when it's all said and done, that's why people like to tune in. Don't get me wrong. He's entertaining, but people also respect that he's honest. So, Doug, what did you think of uh, the foul and also the Barkley uh, phenomenon? Yeah, I love Charles Barkley. He's kind of like the he is to basketball what John Madden was to football. He's, he's funny and he's knowledgeable and you trust him. And he just kind of breaks it down in simple ways that uh, really relate very well to the, to the fans. I thought it was a terrible call. You see contact like that almost every time someone drives and gets close to the bucket. Almost every time someone's underneath the basket, pump faking, trying to get a layup with other people hacking away, there's more contact than that, and it doesn't usually get called. To, to make that call to determine the outcome of a game with no time left, I thought was horrible. And the fact that I hate when games are called differently in the last minute. And I realize with refs... Yeah, that's a hard job. It's got to be terrible. There's only going to be one side yelling at you about how terrible you are. It would be a tough gig. But you can't call. You can't have them play aggressive the entire game, which I like. I like them not having whistles. You know, I don't like 40 foul calls a game. But you can't last minute call ticky-tacky ones. You just can't. Yeah. You've got to swallow the whistle, it, man. 
if he had made no call, I don't think anyone would have said, my God, he was fouled on that. No. I don't think anyone would have even raised that, that possibility. I just don't get what a foul is anymore. It's just so inconsistent. Yeah. And you're talking not game by game. You're talking half by half in some games. It's called differently in the first half than the second half. Yeah. It's just so weird. It's got to be the toughest officiating job in all of sports. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. I but, think, but as Jay Wright was, was saying on that post-game show, uh, he made the observation. If, if There's kind of an unspoken agreement. I've never heard it put this way, but he said there's kind of an unspoken agreement between the coaches and the officials throughout the course of a game that you understand the way the game is going to be called. Now, you don't know that, of course, at tip-off, but as the game goes, you have an understanding of whether or not they're going to be calling a bunch of fouls or they're going to let them play. In the case of that game, they let them play, which would certainly be advantageous to San Diego State, a team known and having the kind of success. What, they've won 14 of 15, Jackson? Yeah. Am I right on that? I think right they, hot. Uh, for ridiculously tenacious defense. God bless. That's how they called it. But then at the very end, they called that foul. So I'm not necessarily saying swallow whistles. If it's a foul, it's a foul. The problem, from my standpoint, is for the first 40 minutes – or 39 minutes and 55 seconds, it wasn't a foul. And that is where I have a problem with it. That's where I have a problem with it. And that's fine, because we can debate officiating. We did this when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and there was the questionable call, and the Chiefs beat the Bengals, and there was a questionable call. And we can go all the way back to 1985 from the Cardinals standpoint and take your pick of whatever calls. What I appreciated, and the reason why I'm spending time on this is, I loved that somebody on a studio show and granted, it's Charles Barkley, so it's exactly what you'd expect. But I just could not believe that those guys were hosting that show and spending time on a play that was, you know, I don't think many people are even talking about. What would you think about what happened? That Hail Mary? You think it was out of bounds? You think there should have been three-tenths of a second? People who watched that game are going, was that a foul? Was that not a foul? You have Gene Steratore there to comment on the officiating. You have a guy who's won national championships in Jay Wright. You have Charles Barkley. You have Kenny Smith, who also was outspoken. Clark Kellogg and Greg Gumbel, that's what you want to hear him talk about. And instead, it was like, it was agenda-driven. That's what it felt like, that we're not going to talk about something that has to do with criticizing officials, so we're going to spend time on a rule as opposed to a judgment call. And that is why it drove me up the wall, and that is why I love that Barkley restored order and asked the question that the people watching wanted to hear an answer to. Yeah, I agree. And I think just isolating that play alone, like... Obviously, the context of the game matters. Absolutely, it does. It always does. But isolating that play alone that they called a foul on, he put his hand on his left hip, used it as leverage to try to block the shot, and extended fully his left arm as the guy fell. That, just isolating it, is a foul. You, you cannot put your hand on someone's hip and extend your arm. That They're going to call that. Now, given the context of the game, I totally understand that making a call like that was bold. But when you just look at that play alone, I believe it was a foul. As Jay Wright said following the game, that uh, these officials are trying to advance themselves. And I don't know how many people watch the postgame show in its entirety. It's a Sunday afternoon. I certainly would understand if no one was watching it. They want to advance to the Final Four, and so they get graded. They get graded, and whoever has the best grades gets to advance to the Final Four. I know this might seem ridiculous. I was surprised they were having this conversation. And so they get graded on how many calls they missed uh, versus how many calls they properly made. And so that is something that they are thinking. And I believe it was Kenny Smith who said that they shouldn't uh, be advancing based on making that call because they missed a bunch of calls where those kind of fouls were, were, were um, committed earlier in the game but were not called. And so that's my issue. A foul is a foul by the letter of the law. It's like a crime is a crime. doesn't matter who committed it. Um, whether things get actually pragmatically applied that way are two different conversations. But with regards to the way the game was called, called that is my issue and the game was not called with a billion fouls uh, and then at the end you call that foul that was inconsistent with the first 39 minutes and 55 seconds and that is my issue with it but bigger picture my issue is that five minutes on cbs were spent uh, discussing the hail mary play which i don't think many people gave a damn about they cared about the foul yeah, call it was over by that point anyway <clears throat> they had virtually yeah. no chance yeah if you're going to call the foul if that's a foul at that point then you could have called a hundred other fouls earlier in the game on the same type of stuff. And when in doubt, especially with the game on the line, when in doubt, swallow the whistle. Yeah. 
But as we've talked about a hundred times, man, it's a split-second thing. I know. So if you see it and you believe it, sometimes you don't even think. It's just muscle memory. You see something like that, and the whistle just blows. Like, I'm telling you, it, it's crazy how fast you have to be. So it's tough to, like, you know, hindsight is very gracious because I think if he had to do it again, you know, if they had to look at it again, maybe they don't call it. But yeah. in the real time, it looked like a foul. I don't know how you look to Quayton Boudreaux in the eye and say all that work he did all year, it came down to that call is what knocked you out. Sure, but they they're You know, they, you miss shots. Does that, you know, you can go back in time and play that game with anything. If you miss a shot, you would have made it. It would have been a different situation, you know. Yeah, but that's on them. They'll feel like someone took it away from them now. And I thought the uh, 100% refs- agenda-driven Gumble and Kellogg tried their best to shout everyone down, but it did not work. That's from Ken's Wedding Toast. From the yeah. 314, it was a foul. From the 636, the fix was in. So, Doug, differing opinions. I don't know who would have been fixing a game for San Diego State. I, <laughs> I guess it's possible the ref was in on the take. I, 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 I kind of doubt that. I doubt that. I thought that... In the uh, Gonzaga game against UConn, they played UConn, right? Is that who yes. killed? Yeah. They called a couple on Drew Timmy that were questionable, yeah. too. And when Those he had touchy. four fouls, it was over. Yeah, they took him touchy. out early in the second half because he had four fouls on a couple of them were questionable. And that game was over at that point. They never recovered in a, in a big way. They got trounced as soon as he sat on the bench. Yeah. They were debating the whole time just playing him with four fouls the entire second half because yeah. it was clear that they didn't have it without him. Yeah. Uh, for the record, with regards to uh, the Final Four, UConn is minus 125 to win the whole thing. Um, San Diego State plus 365, Miami plus 500, and Florida Atlantic. Doug, if you think this is the year for the Owls in mm. Boca, plus 600. Speaking of Owls, we got one in our backyard that won't, ah! that won't shut up. It sounds It's so loud, it sounds almost like a dog, but there is no dog back there. And it goes almost every night, making the same sound about every 40 seconds or so. You can hear it inside. It's so loud. Are you thinking about going out there and taking them out? Well, I don't, I don't have a, a long gun to shoot him out. <laughs> <laughs> Could have a nest there. Maybe he's had babies. Well, he wouldn't have had babies. Or she. I know we're mostly <laughs> won't be this time, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It sure is loud, and it makes the same sound. It's unusual for an owl to stay in the same spot for a long period of time. Uh, it's been Are they gypsies? Well, unless it has a nest or something. They just kind of move around because they get spooked pretty easily. Probably does have a nest up there. They got to live somewhere. Uh, Doug, uh, since uh, St. Louis is buzzing about the possibility of hosting the NIT Final Four, I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to give you the, the uh, Final Four odds for the NIT. Uh, UAB is the favorite, plus 210. Wisconsin's plus 230, North Texas is plus 250, and Utah Valley is plus 400. Mm. Bet the roll on UAB. Jelly Walker, bro. Look up Jelly Walker. Don't tell me what to look up. He is unbelievable. (laughs) He's Jelly Roll? No, Jelly Walker. Jordan Jelly Walker. He plays for UAB. He's sick. Why are we... Okay. Why are we talking tonight? What's the beef? Nah, here we go. I'm going to get something. Well, you know you got grade four teams when everybody's plus... Like, I love the tournament. Nobody's really favored. The, the number of teams in the tournament right now, I think it's perfect. And we're having a great tournament of parity, so I know that's going to be the angle to where why are we extending the tournament. We're going to – we're extending the tournament so Utah Valley and UAB can get in. I, I think right now is a perfect time to say we're not allowing any more teams in. There's no more playing games. We're done with that. Well, who's saying they're going to add more teams? I think in two – Aren't they extending it to like 85 or 90 some odd teams in the next few years? Well, no. Isn't that, that being discussed? Uh-uh. I don't think so. I mean, there's like people like are bringing up Dennis Gates. He's yeah. outspoken Did, about wanting to Dennis see him expand. Oh, Absolutely. that was when it started. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's no. I don't. To my knowledge, there is no NCAA discussions going on about extend uh, expanding the tournament. But they have expanded the tournament in the last 15 years. They extended, extended oh, yeah. it from 64 to 68. Right now is perfect. Yeah, it's literally it's perfect. The, the playing right games, right. Yeah. The, the competition right now, letting in another 20-some-odd teams, I hope they never do that because that completely well, they will. down everything. Makes more oh, they money. will. I, you I make get more that. money if you expand the tournament. Every conference has a chance to get in. Virtually every division wants But then to you're going to see, if you expand, you're going to see every year the kind of Final Four. I'd like to because see Because it's Linden impossible get in. for a one seed to... 
go through a gauntlet like that. Not impossible. There's been a one seed in the Final Four for the every years for the past ten years. I meant start. Uh, what I meant is like extending it even more. That you're going to start to see more of these types of Final Four than you will. Then you give a bye to the top four seeds. No, no, I just think you play thirty some odd games in the regular season. It doesn't mean jack, like it used to. I mean. You shouldn't have to play a five or six tournament game to win a national championship after playing 35 well, games of conference someone's, tournament. Someone's going to get through it. Someone's going to do it. Well, someone will, yeah, but I don't, know, I don't like the team that's hot for that two weeks. Kind of ruins it for everybody who played four and a half, five months <laughs> of really good basketball. Well, so I like it right now as is. Perfect amount of team, perfect amount of playing games. Yeah, I'd agree. I, yeah, I don't think they need to tinker with it right now. No. Yeah. Doug, it's owl mating season, and that fella is trying to get after it. Also, that owl is me. Come hither. Thanks. That's oh. from the River to Perry Yacht Captain. So the owl has just texted in. God, he is loud. I, I worry about the dog. You know, he might pick up pick up Dora. Every time Dora goes outside, i got to stand right next to the dog for fear that this owl is going to— I think an owl might have been what got my cat Smokey. I mean, just picked him up? Yeah. They, they pick him up, and then they— fly up in the air and then they drop them and then the cat or dog falls to the ground and dies and then they pick them up again and go eat them wow really holy yeah, that's crap how, that's I didn't how know they that. do it yeah if it's a real small dog or cat you know those big birds can get them well you got to take this all out bro i don't have you got to take gun. out the river to Perry yacht captain <laughs> oh the neighbors want him taken out because he's just loud it's like a dog barking or something <laughs> I didn't mean to turn the discussion in another direction for my little owl problem. Well, call pest control. <laughs> Will they take care of an owl? I'm they, sure they, don't they do would. Anything to they an think owl. it's a nuisance. They could. You got pets that could harm. I don't know that they would. They'd chew it off. Some of those owls are endangered. You got to be careful. Yeah, they they stop construction projects due to owls and things like that. Well, I'm not saying they're gonna kill it, but they could. What do you put think? it somewhere else. Someone's gonna climb a tree and ca- how do you catch an owl? <laughs> well, I don't know. It can turn its ne- uh, head, Doug. I know. That's what I needed to do to be able to see Iggy in the old studio. <laughs> I've only seen one owl, owl in my life. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of them. I've only seen one. It was standing at the old Webster Studios during Kegler's Corner. It was during in a, the studios? No, during a break. <laughs> Next to the go-go dancers? <laughs> during a break from Kegler's Corner, I was standing out on the patio, and I just hear this wingspan go right over my head. Like, what is that? An owl owl came off the roof and right over my head. The wingspan was like 10 feet. That's the only time I've ever seen an owl. I've heard them, but I've never seen them. Yeah, I hear one every night. About every 45 seconds. (laughs) What is it? Good morning. Not really. (laughs) I would rather be ripped apart by an owl than listen to the overcooked toad talk about his documentaries from his masturbatory vacation. Mm. That's from the Shrewsbury Seat Sniffer. I didn't really feel like Higgy spent that much time I, on his no. documentary. I spent like two toad. seconds at the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour saying I watched <laughs> Pornhub and I watched Hunting Hitler. That's pretty much it. Did they ever find Hitler alive there's a lot at of, the time? No, there's a lot of information that makes you think he got out of that bunker. And so what did the conclusion of this documentary say? Undecided. That, that he did not die in his bunker. <laughs> he died in Argentina. All right. Well, you have to watch it. It's pretty... I, I would just like to know how it comes out. Uh, what app is it on, eh? Uh I watched it on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, actually, I remember I had to keep go. watching commercials. Uh, Paying the ass with that. Yeah, is. it was on the History Channel, but that's part of Hulu, so... That's pretty good. Okay. Eva Braun, get out uh, with him? Uh, no, I think one of the uh, one of the skeletons that they did an autopsy on was a female. But then nobody, nobody saw him come out. They, they wrapped him up, they burnt him, and then they only had was these burnt skeletons, and so nobody really saw him come out of there. Anyway. I like the Inglorious Bastards version where he gets shot in the face a hundred times. I subscribe to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy, I like that movie. Oh, it's That Inglorious so Bastards is so good. Wonderful. It's so good. It's on Netflix all the time. I'll just pop it on real quick just yeah. to watch like a, the opening scene with Christoph Waltz. That alone will just do me for a good while. Do me, baby. 
Mm. Do me. Man. Comma, baby. BBD, 1990. I'm going to say 91. I don't know the years, Tim. And they get me 92 and 90, so I think I'd be good. Big jobs on big properties demand a big side-by-side, one that's big in power, performance, and comfort. Enter the first-ever Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew, available now at Big St. Charles Motorsports. The Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew has loads of power, thanks to a 999cc engine and a six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. It delivers serious performance sporting a hefty hauling capacity and a 2,500-pound towing capacity. Both made easy thanks to Honda innovations like tow, haul mode, and self-leveling rear suspension. And when it comes to comfort, the new Pioneer 1000 crew shines, giving you best-in-class comfort for six occupants. Hop in the back seat, and you've got shoulder room for three and leg room to spare. As for durability and build quality, let Honda speak for itself. The name speaks for the quality. Head to Big St. Charles Motorsports at I-70 and the Cave Springs exit and see the all-new Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew today. It's Big St. Charles Motorsports. Dot com for your safety. Read the owner's manual. Wear a helmet and eye protection always. Wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Honda side-by-sides are for drivers 16 years and older. And think about it. Iggy, can you tell the people about Brush Creek Valley Farms? And I understand we have an app contest going on where you can win a $50 gift card to Brush Creek Valley Farms. That's right. Do we? Absolutely. Yeah, subscription meat box program, so customers are guaranteed to receive top-quality steak, burger, and roast cuts monthly. Users can build their own box, purchase curated boxes, including the TMA box, or buy in bulk. Uh, you just apply the discount code TMA10 for 10% off box orders for 5% off uh, TMA5 for 5% off bulk orders. How do you do? Brush Creek Valley Farms. Wow. That's a great, uh, great giveaway. Now, I hope people are ordering the TMA box. We put that together, you know, and Tim just mentioned the weather, 60s and 70s coming up. How do you do? Grilling season. Yeah. Brush Creek Alley Farms has teamed up with us to create the TMA meat box for our listeners to purchase for this grilling season. The TMA meat box contains pasture-raised ribeyes, sirloins, fillets, and pork chops, and each cut is thick as the day is long, Doug. If that's not enough, every item they sell doesn't contain any hormones or antibiotics to ensure our walruses are well-fed with the best quality cuts of meat. So go to BrushCreekValley.com, search for the TMA at the top of the homepage, and you'll be directed straight to the TMA box. You will automatically receive 10% off. You don't have to put in any codes or anything. What code do I have to put uh, in? You have to put in nothing. Okay. Just ah! just click on TMA box, and you automatically get 10% off. Now, you if just you write want, in nothing? Is that case sensitive? There'll, there'll be no <laughs> promo code. Oh, there's nothing just, at all that you have yeah, to do. You don't, you have don't, to, don't even nothing. search for promo code. Okay. You'll see the meat box, click on a boom, you're already 10% all off. All right, type in nothing and you get the 10%. Now, if you prefer to build your own box, because some of our listeners, you know, like, look, I want a bunch of fillets, I'm at a party. That'd be nice. Uh, I'm going to order 20 fillets, the box of fillets, you can build your own box. Uh, but be sure to enter, now you do have a promo code here. Oh, okay. If you build your own box, you have to enter TMA10 at checkout. TMA10 or TEN? That's right. Uh, one zero. TMA10 checkout. That's for your 10% off your order. So support a local family farm. Go to brushcreekvalley.com to order your TMA box or build your own box. Have great tasting beef and pork delivered straight to your door. Brush Creek Valley Farms. High quality meats for a low brow audience. There Sounds you go. good. You know, you know what I'm in need of, Doug? What? I need a Mark Hanna call. I need a Mark Hanna call in my life. Oh, and that's, he here? that's because he's a life Sherpa. And... And, and you know what he does? He puts you on the right path. He makes you think of things, and then you think through things, and then you can make an educated decision. That's that's why he is the best. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Yeah, sure, he was responsible for the Berlin Wall being torn down. But he also can... He, he was. Uh, he also can be responsible for making your portfolio strong to quite strong. It's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. He is the great communicator. He is Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Another TMA app contest going on. Win a four-pack of tickets to AEW. Just open up your TMA mobile app for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to All Elite Wrestling. AEW Dynamite Rampage returning to Chaffin's Arena this Wednesday, March 29th. How do you do? No, so you can fine, win a four-pack of tickets. Look at that. We're just giving things away left and right here. Oh. Now, who's My in goodness. AEW? 
Uh, Doug? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm the one who asked. Honky Tonk Man? Uh, I gotcha. I don't know. Honky Tonk Man. Uh, you got uh, MJF, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Sting, oh. and more. Okay. Is Greg Jarrett in there? I, heard, I saw somebody get hit with a guitar on one of their promos, and that was his stick. I don't know. I know uh, MJF, G- Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks. All there. World okay. champion, MJF. Sounds like a lot of mayhem. And Sting. <laughs> I bet Chaffetz is a, is a good spot for that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Chaffetz is a good spot for anything. It's yeah. a perfect size arena for mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And that's what you get. Well, we're just giving away. Four yep. tickets. Yep, we're just giving them away. That's what we're doing. I uh, had a friend of mine this week. Actually, I'll, I'll give the name, Doug. Spencer Head, because Jackson's attracted to him, right? I just think he looks like Brooks Kepka. He's got diff- similar distance. A little trouble off, uh, controlling it, but once he gets a hold of one. Oh, Spencer's accuracy just took shrapnel. What who, a shame. Who is this Spencer? He's a gra- I think he looks like Brooks Head. He's a great-looking dude. <laughs> okay. But you're very critical of his, his spraying off the tee. No, I wish I had that kind of distance. But sometimes it goes. But, he's, a but he does spray it. Well, he doesn't always take driver because I mean I've only played with the guy once, so I probably shouldn't comment too much about his driving <laughs> accuracy. But that's just what I noticed. Uh, he uh, was texting me this weekend and asking about that Andrea's barbecue sauce, and oh, I said, geez. "Let me tell you something, comma brother, it is legit." And uh, the next day, he texted me. He goes, "You weren't kidding. That Andrea's barbecue sauce. Holy moly, cockatoli! Get it at Schnooks or at Deerberg's or at Andrea's.com. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, when I get back to St. Louis, Doug, the first thing I'm going to do what? is pour Andrea's barbecue sauce all over me and suck myself dry. Oh. <laughs> That's not what it's for. We got fillets. That's what the copy says. I read what right the copy now. says. Oh, we have fillets marinating as we speak in Andrea's. Oh, is that right? Yeah, did it this morning. <laughs> Super excited. Nice. Stuff is covered. Yeah. Steak sauce. The restaurant. They've got the Kentucky Derby party coming up. You know, it might when when you look outside and you go, God, it's forty something degrees. You're not thinking Masties and Kentucky Derby and baseball, but just know. Just know, dear friends, that the weather is about to turn and sundress season and Kentucky Derby hat season will be fast upon us. Have you guys got your sundresses yet for the Derby? <laughs> I do. I actually picked it out. Yep. i got to tell you something. Watching the uh, match play from Wednesday to Sunday, especially over the weekend. <laughs> Damn. Well, it's a five-day event. <laughs> especially over the weekend because the temperatures were in the mid-80s in Austin. My God, I've, I've never seen so many sundresses in my life. Really? Every girl on that course had a sundress on. Okay. They showed a lot of them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. I'm just saying that Austin must be big on sundresses. Every every last I saw, sundress, sundress, sundress. Really? Burns' wife out there sauntering around in a yellow sa- uh, sundress. Okay. And good-looking girls in Austin. So, Tim brought up sundress. I said you I had saw a little a lot antidote of to go with it. Saw That's a nice. lot of them over the weekend on the yeah. TV. Okay. So, ladies, uh, anything coming up? Mardi Gras? Anything coming up soon? We've already had that. Cinco okay. de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo coming up in Cinco May. Cinco de Mayo. Get the sundresses out. Oh, makes, nice! That's makes, a, an acoustic session song. Make St. Louis proud. Austin has nothing on <laughs> us. Get the sundresses out. Good morning. It's great to hear Ken J.O.ing in public to women wearing sun, uh, sundresses. That's from the 636. Well, I wasn't wow, what a was great story. Thanks for interrupting to share that truly wonderful inspiration. Hashtag sarcasm. Hashtag that story sucked. Hashtag hijacker hath returned. That's from Brian Henschen. He's a show ombudsman, and he's a dog's broadcast ombudsman. Mm, it wasn't that bad of a story. Hey, if I'm not mistaken tim was talking sundresses we were were talking sundresses i happened to see some this weekend it was on tv it wasn't (laughs) here it wasn't really that warm to hear you provided an example of the sundress being used to to great effect the show needed it and we got it the show also needs mr licks and he is on oh the uh the phone lines doug he wants to talk it over hello licks can I have until 9.45 for this call? No. No. We got about, uh, We're taking two, three a break minutes. in 30 seconds with or without you. <laughs> two, three minutes. 
Iggy, did you say you were inspired by the sundresses? I missed what you were talking about. No, I just said they, I saw a bunch of them. Hey, can someone tell Carlos Spicy Wiener? I think it's him, but it, it's spelled Licks, L-I-X, okay? Get it right. Um, and I can tell by the wine glass and his little fan page picture that that steakhouse he was at was probably on Manchester Road. Well, that'd be okay, wouldn't it? Damn, dude. One of the best steakhouses in St. Louis is in Manchester. Yes. Charcoal is right there on Manchester. I think that's what Lex was getting at. Oh, yeah. Iggy, uh, it's owned by a couple of Greek guys, right? Yeah, Steve and George. That's right. Yeah. Great, great spot. Uh, I went to the Sign Center last week and uh, took my kids there. Let me just say, the, the amount of weight per capita in that <laughs> building. Yeah was amazing i would not i would not recommend going there for any reason unless you're going to the imax you know to see a really show. cool theater oh it was great why was, was everyone about, so heavy i wish i knew doug it was like it was full of like three thousand elementary and high school kids from rural missouri like melville or whatever that's not Just rural not enjoyable in the slightest well, isn't that a perfect field trip to take school kids to, though, the Science Center? I, I don't know. Well, it is. School adventure. Uh, Mike Matheny charges $50 on Cameo. Okay. What, to help your investment portfolio? <laughs> How do you know that? Did you pay for it? You pay for a little message from him? <laughs> I actually got one from uh, I got one from the U man for my brother. And, oh, nice! Uh, it was uh, he was incredible, so fun. And uh, I was looking for other St. Louis people, and I came across uh, the skipper. Okay. Uh, mine's only twenty five. So. Would you like one from Iggy for twenty five dollars? Uh, well, the people. I want to get it for it. Don't know who Iggy is, so it'd be kind of weird. Oh. Okay. A little dismissive. Um, the PGA Tour is so soft. <laughs> Boy, you got some hot takes today. <laughs> did, you see, did you guys see they showed a list of past champions on the broadcast oh, at the no. WGC, which they're getting rid of for no reason. The fans love it, and they're getting rid of it because they're geniuses at the PGA Tour. But they omitted Johnson and old Bubba on the past champions list. It's, like, so childish. What do you mean they omitted him? Private. <laughs> They didn't show. They just skipped those years on the list. They didn't show it. I saw Bubba Watson three times when they showed the list and even said that Bubba Watson had one of the biggest wins over Kisner, I think, six and five. What list were you looking at? Well, whenever they showed the past winners on the broadcast. <laughs> well, what, who's they? What, which, what channel were you on? Well, I was on ESPN Plus, and then I was on NBC, Golf Channel. I'm talking about Fox. It's on Fox. Well, what would Fox be doing? Fox wasn't covering it. Uh, I just texted in the picture right now. Uh, let's say uh, Doug and <laughs> okay. your design facility. <laughs> I'm mm. going to the end. All I see is a text from Orson Woods Wacko that says, Licks must have come home early from Destin if he went to Mommy's Day Out at the Science Center. That's all I oh. see. Yeah, you know what, Wacko? You probably never had to worry about the FDIC insurance limit in your entire life. Mm. Wow. $250,000. I guess it's a diss, but a poor like me doesn't understand that. So, Doug, it's a Silicon Valley bank reference. I didn't feel like that was like a mic drop, but maybe it was in the the rich community. Current banking crisis, people are worried that their money's not safe in a bank, but you're insured up to $250,000 for your account at each bank. Yeah, old old wacko's safe. I can tell you that. Oh, I think most of us are pretty darn safe. Have you seen Lix's taxi sent in yet? You mean Wacko? Yes. Uh, let's see. He sent in a screenshot. It is from Fox. Past champions, Scheffler 22, Horschel 21. They skipped 2020, but did they play in 2020? No, they didn't. Okay. No, Kevin Kevin Kisner, 19. They don't show who won in 2018 or 2017. Who won in 2018 and 2017? Bubba 18 Bubba did. DJ. 
What's okay. Great is. And then they show then they show Jason Day sixteen, Rory fifteen, Jay Day's fourteen, and then they go back all the way to the magic that was Hunter Mahan in twelve and Luke Donald in eleven. So why is the PGA soft? They don't own Fox. I think over the weekend, did the PGA Tour ham McElroy and his PR team the phone for Twitter this weekend? It's all about Roy McIlroy. <laughs> Everything it? Rory does, he can eat a PB&J sandwich and Uncrustable. It would be the first thing they tweeted out. Oh, wow. I, I am really confused by the fascination with Rory. Would you say you've had enough? Me too. Oh, it, it, it's ever since the, what is, what is it called? The la- Their documentary or docu-series Full there swing. on Netflix? Full yeah. Swing. He, ba- he is the commissioner of the league. I- I'm not uh, of the tour. I- everything he does, they're salivating over. I, d- I don't get He's was the mouthpiece, and now he is everything that the PGA Tour is. A- and it's weird. Uh, Mr. Mr. Licks, there is a question directed to you, uh, Doug, since this is now a banking program. We thought we would give it to I'm not taking questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you know, here's the question, because it comes from one of our favorite new textures, Suckboy Tony of Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> what kind of dumbass puts more than 250000 in the bank? You would earn less interest than my fuzzy left nut. Uh, Mr. Oh. Licks, I have a feeling you may want to respond to that. That's that. If you're living in Soulard and you're trying to understand high finance, I suggest you know don't get a sandwich at Grandma Phone. We'll answer his question. Okay, hey, don't get Grandma Phone. Not in Soulard either. Yeah, that's in the that's Grove. The Grove dog. Question, but it will bore the hell out of everyone, and I think I'll be using terms that people don't understand. So, <laughs> time. Okay. So in, in other words, you don't know. <laughs> I think if you had, um, you just have so darn much money, you, you lose track of it. You just stuff a lot of it in a bank account to be extremely liquid with that amount of money, I guess. Yeah, like Cam Young, or not Cam Young, um, <laughs> Sam Burns won $3.5 million yesterday. Was he got direct deposit? Where, where does that $3.5 million go? Dude, so I My s- understanding is they uh, they wire it. it That's the way it works. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's called a wire. It, it gets wired. <laughs> Dude, Dude, a guy. There's a TikTok video. Yeah, there's a TikTok video of a guy who sold his tech company for like 1.5 billion, and the, the interviewer was asking, "Okay, so when you sold that, how did that come?" And he, he said, "Yeah, 1.5 billion came wired into my account." He said it blew my mind. So yeah. Well, but it, what my, account? Right into his investment account. He said it was his Chase account, probably his investment account. I'm not for sure if he. Probably. But yeah, all that goes right. You just account number, and it's amazing that that much money just shows up right mm. there. Iggy, do you have a bank account? <laughs> or are you in cash? Are you straight cash, homie? Come on, man. Oh, me and Iggy, me and Iggy <laughs> are liquid. That was a bad, that didn't go well. I'm sorry. Hey, listening to Tim talk, I it's just, it, listening to him talk college basketball, I... Go ahead, your, range, your, your range as a broadcaster, Tim, is truly magical. And I was... <laughs> okay. Let me just say, this is my last point. <laughs> okay. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay. I was podcasting a bunch of old shows. I don't have three hours every day, unlike other people, to listen. But okay? you've listened so, three hours today, am I correct? Or almost. I was... No, uh, no, and I was, um, I was listening. It was, it was right after um, you guys were talking about the Mizzou Princeton matchup. Um, I, I just have to say, it's incredible how sharp Tim's mind is. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> heaven's sake! I'm dropping him now. I, I got, I got rid of him. I put him Licks. down. Put Damn. him down. Sometimes enough is enough, and I love Licks, but yeah. that was enough. <laughs> love the guy. I love the, the FDIC. <laughs> Yeah, good for him. Uh, Warson Woods Wacko has responded to that FDIC observation. This guy is a proven dumbass. A lot of quote unquote high finance guys are at the science center with kids on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, you can still watch. He was not happy with the BMI at the science center. No, but having too much money in your bank account isn't a problem. Very many people have. We do. We have that problem. But, you know, <laughs> most aren't us. Usually, if you're smart enough to have that much money, you're smart enough <sighs> not to keep that into a into a, a simple checking account or a money market <laughs> account. It goes somewhere else. I would. If, if I happen to win like a million dollars in a lottery or two million, I just throw it in the bank and just live off the interest. 
What, live off one or two percent that they're going to give you? That's what, a hundred thousand a year? No, that'd be ten percent. Wasn't it about ten percent? <laughs> okay. Ten percent on the checking account. You don't get anything close to that. Uh, Nothing close to that. Well, I'd still live off the interest. Well, why not put it in an investment account and maybe actually make decent money off of it? Well, maybe I'll do that too. Okay. <laughs> Take that, more. Doug. But I would need that FDIC that. if I put in the bank. There you put two fifty in there. There aren't many people living chance. living off uh, <laughs> the interest they're making on a checking account. Human. <laughs> <laughs> I could. It's almost like putting it in a mattress, only it's safer because it's in a bank. Warren Buffett comes out with an exclusive interview. Yeah. The reason I make all my money is I got my Bank of America Checking account. account. Checking <laughs> Banks are clamoring to keep three or four billion dollars in their bank. Well, before I opened a bank account when I lived in Bermuda, I, I hid my money in the uh, oven. Because you never used it. Because we got cash paid. We got paid in cash at the end of the oh, week. Oh, nice! And I had all this cash. And I said, God, I could open a bank account, but I haven't yet. And I just kept putting it off, and I would just put it in the oven. And this is no lie. One night, I uh, I never cooked in my house. I always either ate at the restaurant where I worked the hotel. We had a uh, cafeteria where the staff could eat. And one night, I was going to cook something, and I turned the oven on and went to the store while the oven was preheating, went down the street, and came back and opened the oven. There was smoke in there. I looked. I forgot my money was in there. My money's burning up. It's not a great place to put your money. Hello. I've, I've heard of people putting it in the uh, refrigerator, wrapping it up, and then writing, you know, fish or something on it to, to keep people from stealing it. I just but I'm never I'm in the cooking. oven. I'm not cooking, so. And I didn't think did, about did it. Did all of your money go away? Did it literally go up in smoke, Iggy? A lot of it did. I mean, the bank was the bank was burn? nice enough to take the ones where they could still steal serial numbers. I mean, the edges, wow. the edges are burnt. Charbroiled this money. This isn't from a bank robbery. Is this why you're poor to this day? I took a picture of it. I don't know if I still have the pol. It was a Polaroid camera. I took a picture of my money just burnt up. A Polaroid. Yes. Yeah, of all I, the places to hide your money, the oven is like the one. I don't know. The one place maybe the toilet would be worse. <laughs> The upper deck in the toilet. Oh yeah, double bag that. <laughs> Someone takes an upper, upper decker deck. on you. Oh, no, I figure I'm not bag. cooking. I'm not. Yeah. I wasn't cooking at the time. I hadn't cooked in this place yet. And who's going to go look at my oven? Why the hell would you turn the oven on and then leave the house? That's from Sparky. Fiber. I was pre in the oven. That's a bad idea on its own. Is yeah, leaving yeah. the oven on when you're not home? No, I was preheating the oven, so I just. Wait, but you don't preheat the oven if you're not there. The place where I was going is like right around the corner. Yeah, yeah I still, but I, my my anxiety would not allow me to do that. No. Oh, you should see me double checking at like 4:30 in the morning before I leave. I'm literally turning ranges off that aren't even on. Oh, yeah, it's better be safe than sorry. I'm the same way. Little OCD. In uh, your a little bit. Let's uh, make sure we uh, wrap up our appliance discount. It's 8 o'clock hour. Before we do, Mr. Licks might be interested in this with the kind of money that he's oh. handling, and that is uh, Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis' exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, Best in Golf, and start improving your game today. Sure, driving the ball 300 yards is cool and impresses your buddies. But scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, skull a chip, and three-putt your way to a double bogey? While tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. That's why guys like John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards, and now you can too. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green, but if you want a golf green that putts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. The number is 314-834-2339. That's 314-834-2339. Or visit clubhouseturf.com. That's clubhouseturf.com to see for yourself what they can do for you. They customize everything from the design all the way down to the speed of the green. 314-834-2339 and let them know we sent you on TMA. And we send you to James Carlton as well. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. That's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Check out the 307 five-star reviews for James Carlton and the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency on Google. That speaks to both James and his staff's commitment to customer service. We had an email from a listener last week who said the moment that he signed up with James Carlton, he began saving 50%, 50% 
with James Carlton. You have nothing to lose by calling. Call 314-961-4800. You've heard or seen or both James Carlton here on this show and on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. His business continues to grow because people are experiencing exactly what I did. Five years ago, when I made the switch to James Carlton, there is a difference both with finding ways to save you money and with the customer service you'll receive when you are in need. If you're calling about issues with your home or auto or life insurance, those are incredibly important. You need to know you're going to get through to somebody, somebody who knows your policy and cares with customer service. That's James Carlton staff. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Don't forget, we have these TMA app contests going on today. You can win a $50 gift card to Brush Creek Valley. Farms. That's on the TMA app contest, and then the TMA app contest of winning a pair, uh, a four-pack, excuse me, of tickets to AEW this Wednesday. Just open up your TMA mobile app for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to All Elite Wrestling this Wednesday at Chaffetz Arena. And we will be having our TMA uh, listener of the month presented by Milagro Tequila. The end of the month is approaching. Apply to be the TMA listener of the month. Presented by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro by going to TMASTL.com. Buster Only was a guest of Jackson and myself on Friday on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Uh, he lavished praise on Jordan Walker that he reserves for a handful of players he has covered in his career. Wait till you hear what he has to say about Jordan Walker coming up next. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.